0: A-League and W-League campaigns might have finished, but the Brisbane Football Review is still going strong. Welcome to another episode with James, Scott and Adam coming to you live on a Tuesday night from Spencer Park as Brisbane City and Western Pride get ready for their local FFA Cup qualifier. Scott, how are you?
1: Yeah, I'm good, James. Yourself, Adam? Just watching yeah, Adam. Good, watching we're the here two at... sides warm up here, it's good.
2: Yeah, we're here at Corporate. Travel Management Spencer stadium. Park We better, we better go by no, Sports Park name. Corporate yep. Travel Management That's yep. right
0: no Spencer Park I'm still going off uh, What my GPS said <laughs> <laughs> yeah, Fair enough Yeah so we're excited To be here for The Daily Football Show Fan Network I think this is our postseason episode Number two Yes So we're going to get started with a little bit of news and finals review and talk about some stuff that's happened from a RAW perspective, and we're going to lead off with last night's Dolan Warren Awards event, where the RAW came home with four awards, three of which were for their Premiership-winning
1: W League side. Scott? Yes, the W League side um, were richly rewarded for a stellar season, weren't they, with Claire Balkinghall winning her second Julie Dolan medal, jointly alongside Sam Kerr, and Mel Angiato was um, acknowledged as coach of the year, with Mackenzie Arnold as goalkeeper of the year, so... It's fantastic acknowledgement for a side who were the best team over the regular season.
0: I honestly don't know why Polkinghorne didn't win it outright because from memory Kerr missed a couple of games.
1: Well, she did. It was actually quite close. to four players within two points of each other, so it could have almost been a four-way tie. Almost, yeah,
2: yeah. And also as well, um, it's from the A-League side. Jamie Young actually uh, win the goalkeeper of the year. So that's uh, look. I don't think it comes as much surprise. I think he was far and Just away. A surprise
1: to me. Oh, geez, what, what I, didn't, I thought watching? I didn't think he was going to win the award. I know he's been really good, but
2: no, I except for mine, he's been the best state league keeper this season.
0: Yeah, and I'm getting, I'm quite like this whole Monday night thing of the grand final week. It's a nice way to sort of kick it off, following off in uh, I suppose the vein of the Brownlow medal with the AFL.
1: Yeah, well, there was a time not so long ago it was near impossible to hear about the awards. I just happened in Sydney and you saw press releases the next day, so it's grown quite a bit. Definitely, some of the other
0: awards to come out uh, from last night. Adrian won the Johnny Warren medal. No surprises there. Daniel Arzani won the Young Player of the Year and I think also the Twitter darling of the A-League season.
1: Can I steal a joke from Twitter and say Sydney FC won the treble? Well,
0: that's about all they won that week. Andrew Naboo, Goal of the Year. Fair play to Sydney FC, somehow. And in the biggest surprise of the night, Graham Arnold won Coach of the Year. Yeah, I, I. don't know what's, what's going it? on
2: there. I. I it's, for, for my look, look I, for mine. I thought Ernie Merrick was almost a certainty. Like he, he's taken a team from the bottom of the league to you know to the grand final. You know, look and look. That's not to understand. You know, what Sydney FC yeah. have done, but you yeah, know, that's like. Well, I was going to say it.
1: Arnold did win the league by fourteen points. So yeah. I can understand it from that point of view, but yeah, if of work with what Merrick did with that squad. Yeah, when you looked at it, no, I don't think any of us had them in the finals. No. no. So no. I think what he's done with that squad. I would have voted for Ernie Merrick, but yeah. I can see why Arnold did win.
0: Yeah, yeah certainly. And yeah, I, I was a little bit surprised, but I suppose if you're comparing it based on pre-season expectations, it should have been Arnold. But yeah. if you want to, I suppose, make the case for Graham Arnold, not Merrick—I got my names mixed up there. Yeah. What I was trying to say, if you're basing it on pre-season expectations, it almost would have been tougher to do what Graham Arnold did with a side that was expected to blow the competition away and actually live up to that high bar. Well,
2: we did. Way, we did yeah. say. We did say that. Yeah, you know, we we thought that Sydney were even better. This side were better than they were last year. It's not going to. The history books are probably not going to reflect that. But you know, when when you look at the preview of, of the year, they they were on paper a much better side than the, the squad that
0: that won it all last year. Well, just to go on a quick tangent here. I Kind of liken it to Bill Belichick and the New England Patriots, where you know they're expected to be you know among the class yeah. of the league every year, and that's why he never wins Coach of the Year awards.
1: But Bill Belichick also doesn't talk as much junk as Graham Arnold does. <laughs> Bill Belichick doesn't talk full stop. Exactly. Yeah. All
0: right, we're going to move on to the on-field action, and look, it sucks that the raw weren't involved, but oh my god, what a weekend this of semifinals! It's the best action.
1: weekend of the A League in a very long so time. It's, it's the, it's uh... the weekend that the league really needed. Yes. Because we'll get to it in a minute. McGree's goal, kind of. Got people's attention back to the league, and Saturday's night game was so compelling. I am, but,
0: st- I will we'll go on to the McGree goal yeah. in Newcastle's two-one win yeah. over Melbourne City, but I am stunned that Brenton Speed didn't swear while <laughs> commentating <laughs> yeah, that because I was, I was watching it with my yeah. wife. I was in the middle of a sentence, saw him do the scorpion kick goal from outside, or yeah. just inside right the box on
1: the edge of the box, yeah,
0: and just burst into a string of expletives usually reserved for the NFL playoffs. <laughs>
2: I, I was the same. You know, when I saw that, I, I used words that you, know, you can't use on, the, on on our show anyway. Well, <laughs> to be that we have Angela, for last week. <laughs> yeah. yes, there's no repeating that for oh, last look, week. That, that was just such. And look, and I think as well, yeah, you know, the fact is was it was such a turning point as well. And that, that's that's the main thing because that, that got that crowd going, and that sort of and that basically turned the game. So even even more so than just the sheer aesthetics
1: of it. The fact that it was actually a turning moment. Just back to the call for a second there. You you said you were midway through a sentence and then lost track. I thought, so did Brenton speak? He was talking about something else, and he just completely... (laughs) And the call is as good as the goal. Yes. The, The goal went viral, and I think the commentary probably did as well, because it was perfect for the moment.
0: And it came out of nothing. It was very much a... I'm not going to try and get into Riley McGree's head there, because, let's face it, there's a whole lot of stuff going on, but it was really the only way he could have hit that. Because the ball was behind yeah.
1: him, so it was essentially just... I still don't think he truly oh, actually meant to do that. I think he tried to flick yeah. it over his head. Do you remember when Burkamp kind of flicked it around his body yes. and volleyed home? I think that's what he was kind of thinking of trying and doing. I don't really think he was trying to scorpion, it just happened. and oh, It's a great goal, by the way. I think he was
0: just trying to get his foot on the ball, yeah, yeah and just hoping for the best. Yeah. And I think something better than the best yeah. happened.
2: I think the people like trying to sort of think, oh, it was a fluky man. No, what? who cares? I think exactly. I don't, I don't think I don't think Riley McGree really cares. Yeah, you know, he, he did it, and it's it's a moment. Like, I think you know, It's I don't think it's over exaggerating saying it is the best goal in A League history. Yeah, should, I just I,
1: very quickly the reason yeah. why it didn't win goals a year at the awards night on Monday night is because that's rounds one to twenty seven. Yeah, it's ineligible right. for it, unfortunately. Yes, that is. He'll get his award in December, talking. hopefully. Yeah. Oh. You know, oh, yeah.
0: I, I would be stunned if he didn't, because yeah. that was absolutely phenomenal. And
1: The only well, reason he won't get it is because it's not European-based. And
0: Yeah, but even when like, BBC was up on it place. so quickly afterwards, yeah. it was well worth it. Right, and then the other game of the weekend, which... Had about four or five headlines come out of it, but because of the drama going on in Newcastle, they've all been relegated to second fiddle, exactly. but Melbourne victory pulled off a massive upset by scoring all five goals in their 3-2 extra time win <laughs> over Sydney FC. Yes.
1: Oh. <laughs> oh, I've, I've, has Sydney turned up yet? And does anyone know. really care? I mean, look, they, they didn't turn up on the night. They were clearly flat, and I think the fact they haven't played a really true competitive game in a month has really cost them, because they won the league. A long time ago. Mm. The Champions League campaign was essentially done after their route, match day five game. So they haven't really played a truly meaningful game at all. I do think they were rusty. Yeah. They cost them. They, the first half, they were so flat. Now they were, To your point, they were extremely lucky to get to extra time. When I think a lot of people still expected they would go on and win an extra time now that they were there. But yeah, they were marginally better, but not by much. And think of the emotional turnaround for yeah. Terry Antonis. Mm. The 95. 95- yeah. Ninety-fifth minute oh, yeah, own yeah. goal to send
0: it to extra time, and then just, just going to my no less as well. Don't yeah. forget. Yeah, and then just going, no, nah, screw it. I'm going to actually try and come up and score the winning goal.
2: Yeah. Oh, look, it was just uh, like I said, it uh, the Redeemer. You know, that was just you know how how mentally he was able to pick himself up from you know, the lowest of the lows to be able to you know, score the winning goal. That's just it's incredible, right? Yeah, you got it's to awesome. give him. So
1: thanks to yeah. Melbourne for silencing that debate once and for all about who's the greatest uh, team of all time is. A bait, yeah. That's a debate yes. for all time. Yeah, the championship. What debate it's finished. And also, <laughs> whoever best had... team of all time doesn't lose at home in the finals. Fact. <laughs> whoever
0: had uh, Tuesday morning before Graham Arnold said the final <laughs> system we were unfair in the oh. pool, you win.
1: Yeah, to be fair, that all, it didn't help him anyway because he had the same situation a couple of years ago. With that, system is still lost. We, well, we, we,
2: actually, we actually said that, um, James and I were talking at lunchtime on Messenger about that, and that I actually think the last time that a Premier failed to make the grand final was
1: Graham Arnold's uh, Mariners side. He's a specialist in failure. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Jose. <laughs> You're welcome. Right, we'll turn I'll our get rac- you a trophy like Jose
0: got fastened, all right? Well, thank you very much. <laughs> <laughs> All right, we're going to turn our attention to Saturday very quickly. Sold out in Newcastle. Saturday night, I think it's seven fifty-ish kickoff. So eight thirty. Yep, there okay. about there. There about. Well, hopefully not too late because I'm <laughs> working so, covering <laughs> it Saturday night. Oh, it, you really hope, from a storyline perspective, you Newcastle can complete their turnaround because also I don't want Melbourne victory to get their fourth championship.
1: Yeah, pretty much. Yeah, yeah. It'd be, <laughs> no, it would be great for Newcastle. This whole this whole week's going to be great for football in Newcastle. it would be. It'd be it be a real shame if they don't cap it off with a grand final win, but I think victory's coming into it in some really good form, and they've got they've got a side that can go and spoil the party as we saw last week.
2: I look, I I from a neutral point of view, I just hope it's a, it's a it's a classic game. You know, the the occasion deserves it. Like it's going to be a sellout at McDonald Jones you know, on 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 Saturday night. Um, look, it's it's the it's the I guess the word re- redemption comes with the, with um, the Jets and um,
1: also for victories. We'll have to yeah, last year's yeah.
2: Final. So look, at, I, th- I think at the end day, as long as it's a compelling, you know, g- exciting game, you know what? Well, I think the neutral's going to be spoiled, and I think and it's going to be a roller coaster for both the home fans and, and the uh, 3500 or so away fans. Allegedly, you say going neutrals?
1: Up. I think, is there any neutrals this week? Is there? Oh. Do you know you're a victory fan, or you want Newcastle? I think to win, I think, right? I, think so. I don't <laughs> I think anyone actually wants victory to win unless you are a victory fan. right? <laughs>
0: Yeah, I'm I'm backing Newcastle. I just feel like they've got more goals in them. And look, three of the four A League finals games have just been absolutely phenomenal to watch. Like they drama and all sorts of excitement. So it would have been nice to have the Raw involved, I think we can all agree. But no, it's nice to see that, you know, one last point on Melbourne victory. They've signed that many Raw players, they've finally learned to win like a Raw side. <laughs> Alright. Uh, going to some other news. We woke up to a very, very big surprise with the news that Adam Taggart is coming to the Raw for next season.
1: That's one of the weirdest six AM releases course. I've ever seen, to be honest. But it's it's brilliant, really. I mean, it's, yeah, it's a, it's a perfect sign for Raw. I know we talked about a lot off air. He's, if there was one player I wanted the Raw to sign, this I say it was Adam Taggart because I think he's going to be brilliant for the for whoever signed him. And it's lucky it is the Raw because he's a striker who's coming into his prime. And he's, I think he's got plenty of goals in him as well. I think it's going to be very good to have a. Striker who's got some pace running behind again. It'd be good.
0: Still too old. I want a striker
1: whose voice hasn't broken
2: yet. Other <laughs> guy. I actually think that you now the Royal have probably signed you now the best available Australian yep. striker out there on, on the market at the moment. I know that didn't the news didn't go down well out west, but yeah, mm. that was funny. <laughs> oh, <laughs> oh, tiny, poor Tony Sage.
0: Yeah. So uh, I was quite happy to see that happen. Obviously you know, there are questions about Taggart's health history. You hope he's put a lot of those issues behind him. Yep. But he does have a knack for scoring goals. As we saw, I think it was round 26, 25 or 26, against Victory where he just went, nah, screw it, I'm going to score from, like, 30 yep. yards out and hit he that first He scored
1: a couple against Sydney as well, late in the season, and Raw against round 27, so he's, he was in good goalscoring form at the end of the year. And again, I think he's got plenty of goals in him. I think this could be very much like McLaren a couple of years ago, a striker, leaving Perth looking for a b- bigger opportunity, and if He just may find it here.
0: And the big thing for me also is he wasn't announced as a marquee, so I can only assume he's coming under the cap.
2: Oh, yeah. And that's, that's the thing. Is that there's so many similarities to the um, Jay McLaren signing a couple of years ago. However, the one thing that we all sort of um, think forget is that, you know, Taggart's actually established in the league. He yeah. like McLaren was still up and coming. It was served, you know, it could have gone either way. Taggart's got, you know, seven years of, you know, of pro football under him. You know, be it here in the A-League, you know, a golden boot winner, or, and he's also got overseas experience. So I think he's it's... played a, the World Cup as well. Yeah, and it's a sensational sign. And, you know, he's... And when he pulls on the um orange and black, he'll be 25.
0: Yeah. He did look good when Perth had an orange strip. So, you know, I think that colour <laughs> might suit him. All right, so, um... Yeah, uh two other re-signings Jack Hingen who, for two years who we're all very happy to see back as well yep. one of our first yep. guests on the podcast this year yes. and Matt McKay back for one more season we think or is that confirmed?
1: So one for now we'll see what happens yeah. I, think start. I don't think the Raw actually confirmed one way or the other how long it was I think it was more reporting from Marco So and Hingen Hing yeah. confirmed the two years as yeah. well on his Twitter account yeah. so
0: <laughs> it's
2: the it's it's second most I don't think Le- Matt McKay leaking, has any social media leaking he? Uh, social media after Eric Bortiak's Instagram <laughs>
0: That's true. So we've still got a few uh, more departures confirmed now. Yep. Corey Brown, worst kept secret. Yep. Mm-hmm. Jade North is also gone. As is Massimo Macaroni. And I on our social pages, I didn't appreciate some of the vitriol going towards Macaroni ah. as well. Like, he wasn't bad, and they were treating him like he was. You know, well they'd signed me to play up front.
1: Yeah, I'd, yeah. Oh, that, I'll just send the vitriol if they signed you to play up front. Don't worry, I would have been leading the charge too. <laughs> the,
2: thing, the thing is, it's funny, you know, we're talking about how, you know, sort of, you know, this week has sort of turned out where there was a lot of that vitriol towards Massimo Macaro. Who, who scored... T- he scored 10 goals. You know, we, we said that's a past mark and, and you know, the service and whatnot, but then for the, the turnaround all of a sudden, the, the positivity around Taggart's signing, you know, it just shows that the fan base sometimes, they, they can be, you know, very uh, bipolar it, it almost. It kind of
1: shows you what the fan base kind of yeah. wants to see. It wants to see younger up-and-coming players well, as opposed to players... That, we'll see what happens going. I, yeah. I think tags going to be really good.
0: Definitely. We'll touch on this a little bit more next week and yep. you can always get in contact with this yep. Brisbane Football Review at gmail.com. Yep. We did get an email from Nick Collins who we're actually going to build that a segment around yep. that email oh, next week as we look ahead yep. to 20 Also just for anyone who wants to get in contact
1: with us if you've got any ideas on players the raw could sign if we might post the list of free agents in the next couple of days. If you've got any ideas on players of the should send it through and we'll talk about it next week.
0: Well, just as a little bit of a tease, one player that um, Nick suggested was yeah. Matthew Spiranovic. He's a free agent. Yes, he so, is. Uh, That's a very good shout in my mind. Yeah. And a uh, quick W League preseason update as well. Raw 3-2 over Morton Bay. Their next game is tonight. Wednesday night. Tomorrow night. Yeah. Uh, it is Tuesday. Against yeah. Olympic at Goodwin Park. Yeah, that's yeah. just a force of habit. I'm so used to recording <laughs> on a Wednesday.
1: Yeah.
0: All right, so that's going to be for second one of the Brisbane Football Review. We'll be back right after this. You're listening to the Brisbane Football Review. We'll be back after this. Welcome back to the Brisbane Football Review. End of Season 2 special. We're here at Corporate Travel Management Stadium at halftime of the FFA Cup Qualifier between Brisbane City and Western Pride. We'll have a full recap of this game coming up in a later segment, but right now we're going to talk about a little bit of breaking news. Scott?
1: Yes, sorry, I've just closed it, unfortunately. Let me reopen it. But the well, Royal I'll have... just say oh, we're technology. here for the Daily
0: Football Show yeah, fan network as well at Corporate Travel Management Stadium. <laughs> I'm getting the seal keep of feeling. approval. <laughs> <laughs> so, yeah. the Roar have actually announced a signing of a, well, not announced, but it's been reported in the Courier Mail that a Danish winger... Uh,
2: Tobias Mickelson, we believe. A yes. um, caps for Denmark, A uh, eight, eight caps for Rosenborg, and was playing at Norzeland.
0: I'm yes. very much enjoying the lengths Aurora are going to to help the soccerers with their advanced scouting for the <laughs> World Cup next month.
1: Go, You've got to yes. believe TK has something to do with this. <laughs> they're acting very quickly in rebuilding the squad, though, aren't they? Yeah. It, if, it sounds like a lot of the squads are going to be here when pre season starts on July 4th, I think it is. So. Yeah, so it's we'll... really good that they're all going to be here and they can get. Just gel with each other quicker. Well, they
0: need they need It was it happened way
1: too late last year, didn't it?
0: Absolutely. All right, so we're going to talk about uh, our upco- We're going to talk about the last round of NPL results and start off with the postponed match, which was the Raw Youth against Lions FC. Now, all we know is what was reported by Football Click, where it was an administrative error. So I
2: have no idea what that's all about, but
0: so early, yeah. you can
1: create your own conspiracy theories. I'm sure I look people to see have. what people can come up with.
0: <laughs> now, as to the games that were actually played, Western Pride 5 over Redlands United, uh nice. Brisbane City 4-3 over Magpie and Witch Sunday's Magpies Crusaders United FC. It was by all accounts, an absolutely mental game. And I believe if you check out the Brisbane City social media accounts, they have video of the match-winning penalty in the 93rd minute. Which I believe Three. was the
1: third penalty, third penalty of the night, if conceded by your favourite team, James.
0: McCoy and Magpies, Crusaders, yes. United FC. Yes, I'm actually a little bit disappointed I didn't get out to see it on uh, Saturday night, mm. but I was busy, you know, stuffing up my shoulder playing tennis. Yeah. Some of the others are uh, Morton Bay 2-1 over Cairns FC. Olympic FC 5-0 over Sunshine Coast, 4-1 for Strikers over North Queensland United, Gold Coast United 4-2 over South West Queensland Thunder, and looking at the table, Western Pride are on top, but yeah, I've got a little bit of news to come out for them with Dylan Wenzel Hall's reportedly linked with a trial at Central Coast Mariners, so I'm not sure how much longer he'll be around in NPL.
2: Oh, I think think the golden boot's still his. I think think, uh, it's going to take a mighty effort by anyone to really run him down from here. So
1: yeah, that story actually took a bit of got a bit of commentary on that. So when we posted the story from the Queensland Times on on Saturday, Saturday, Saturday we posted yeah, and about his people took about his time at the roar. I just want to clarify things. So he was at the roar in 2016. He scored three goals in 19 appearances, and these three goals came in one game in a midweek catch up game against South West Queensland Thunder, who were not the strongest opposition at the time. So there's a, a bit of misremembering about his time at the Royal. He wasn't, a, wasn't the frequent goal scorer you see now at Western Pride, where he's got 36 goals in the last 12 months. So he wasn't the same player then as he is now. I think you've got to actually give credit, again, to an NPL club for developing him as opposed to the Raw letting him go. Yeah. Uh, look, it's a, it's the exact
2: same. I, I had the chop about uh, Joe Chapman for and in fact they're in the same squad together. So, look, I think it's, uh, again, it's a credit to him for getting getting his you know getting his you know getting it to a level where he's now been considered for a professional contract. And I think yeah. it's and, and this whole nonsense about oh the Royal let him go and all that. You know what? Where yeah. were these where were these guys a couple same. of years I can ago? I
1: where they weren't. They weren't at the Cleveland Showgrounds when they were, pl- were all playing all these games. I don't know that no. much.
0: Yeah, well, can you blame The Cleveland Showgrounds are a long way away for a lot of people. <laughs> it's, it's
1: also bam, bam, a, very, very, very cold days. Yeah, very, very cold place to be, the Cleveland Showgrounds.
0: Meanwhile, the second <laughs> half is just about to get underway in the background, but Adam's just going to go grab a quick photo. <laughs> <But> what, <laughs> we'll we'll what, keep what going. Well, we'll get, Scott and I will just quickly yeah. talk about the uh, tiers in the table right now that are starting to yes, a, establish themselves.
1: there's some very clear trends in the table at the moment, the way it's going. You've got the top four, maybe top five are kind of separate, and then you've got the teams are a little bit just behind that, and then down the bottom it's... It's a three-tiered league at the moment, unfortunately.
0: But as we've seen as recently as last year, you really wouldn't rule out any of those no. teams from six on no, to make the late Western Pride season. would have been
1: in the bottom third of the table roughly this time last year and they ended up going on and, and hosting the Grand Finals. So anything can still happen. But at the moment, it looks like the top four is probably pretty much settled.
0: That's right. Uh, uh, we're going to keep moving very quickly into the FQPL. Logan Lightning, 2-0 over Wond- Sunshine Coast Wanderers. Yeah. Eastern Suburbs, 5-3 over South United. By the way, Scott, thanks for going back to the uh, <laughs> Twitter going. hashtag. Uh, for the Twitter team names. That's all right. Mitchelton, 2-0 over Capalabar. 3-1 for uh, Wolves FC over Ipswich. 3-2 for Hawks over Southside Eagles. So who's Hawks, sorry? Hawkeys Loyal. <laughs> that's a, the that's a Twitter name. That's the, that's Holland Park's
1: Twitter account, yeah. Yep. yep. Mm-hmm.
0: for Rochdale over Wide Bay Buccaneers. And Penn Power, shockingly, didn't win this weekend. But that's because they were on a bye. I will (laughs) say
1: that Logan is actually a very very interesting team in this competition. They seem to have caught a lot of people by surprise. I know they caught me by surprise. I didn't think that would be... Just competitive, but they're in position now where they could find themselves in the top top four that, at the end of the season. And actually, from second all the way down to fifth, there's two points between them. I was
2: going to say, it looks like Penn Powell might be you know, one team that we, I think we know we, yeah. we get the promotion up to MPL next season. But I think that race, that second spot, um, is going to be very, very interesting. I think uh, Rochelle as well, like last year's. Um, Brisbane Premier League premiers they've all of a sudden you know, emerged from the pack as well. So I think it's going to be some exciting games ahead in the uh, FQPL.
0: Certainly. Uh, On to the NPLW. 3-2 Morton Bay over Gap. Uh, Sunshine Coast Wanderers 2-1 over Bar. Brisbane Raw NTC 5-2 over South West Queensland Thunder. South United 8-1 over East. 5-0 Lions over Western Pride. 2-0 Mitchie over Kapalabar FC. And 3-3 between Gold Coast and Logan Lightning.
2: Couple of things on that. I think um, that's a massive win.
1: Yeah, it certainly for is. More-
2: Morton Bay United over, over yeah. the gap. That, that's huge. But um,
1: I think that's actually also a sign that the MPLW's quality has improved greatly. Because there was a time not long ago the gap would just steamroll this competition. Yep. Now there's multiple teams that are competing with them.
0: Certainly. All right. So there's no game this weekend. As the FFA Cup cent FFA Cup qualifying takes centre stage, as we're uh, currently out yeah. right now at the second half getting underway here at Corporate Travel Management Stadium. Spencer Park. <laughs> <laughs> Depends which GPS you're running on. <laughs> exactly. All right. So tonight, obviously, City versus Pride. will bring you a recap of that in segment four. You've got Lions versus East tomorrow night. Morton Bay versus Souths and Logan versus Mitchelton on Friday. Saturday is Lakes versus Strikers, Olympic versus Centenary, and Rochelle versus Wolves. And Ipswich City versus Penn Power
1: next Tuesday. I advise Peninsula Power people to leave early. That's a tough place to get to on a weekday afternoon. So no, Ipswich
2: City going for the four for that,
1: All right, now we're going to actually
0: call up segment yep. two right about now. We'll come back to some of the other FFA Cup stuff in segment four because we've got a second half to watch. So we'll be back after this. This is Brisbane Football Review.
2: You're listening to the Brisbane Football Review. We'll be back after this.
0: Welcome back to the Brisbane Football Review here at Corporate Travel Management Stadium for the Daily Football Show Fan Network. James Scott and Adam here, and we have just witnessed what was a highly entertaining FFA Cup qualifier between Brisbane City and Western Pride. City ran out winners 4-1, but oh my God, what a second half, Adam.
2: Oh, look, it's uh, hashtag magic of the cup. I think uh, this is what... uh, F F A Cup football is all about, you know, um, and also as well, I think it gets all odds because I think form wise, you would expect the Western Pride to, you know, have disposed of City, but you know, it just shows that Cup football is a completely different beast.
1: It is, I mean, and again, Western Pride were really good in the second half of this game. They've obviously scored an early goal in the second half through a penalty, which you can watch on our Facebook page. They had another one about two minutes later, which was really well saved by Max Davison. in I've not, I've not, Jack fancy. Sorry? Uh, Jake Jack Clancy. Sorry, Jake Clancy. That's the City goalkeeper, yeah. So it was really well saved by Clancy. And at the time, Western Pride were really on top in the game. And it looked like it was going to become two-all and maybe 3-2 to Western Pride. But City managed to compose themselves and get through the tie in the end because I honestly thought they probably did serve it over 90 minutes, I thought. Because I think, I think Western Pride were a little bit under their usual level.
3: They certainly looked a little bit off.
0: But, you know, from both sides, the effort was there. It was 100% like from both ways. And... I thought City showed just that little bit more composure in the second half as they were trying to defend their lead. Yeah.
1: Western Pride had the chances in the game to get the equaliser. When it was 2-1, they had the chances to get the equaliser. They just couldn't take them.
0: Yeah, certainly. It was It was an interesting thing. Like The penalty that came about at the end of the first half, it was Stonewall penalty, no oh, yeah. arguments about that. But that really opened the game up. Because what we'd seen early on was both sides were pushing, yeah. but I suppose playing a little bit within their shelves. But... Once City had a lead to defend and Pride had something to chase, that really opened up the game.
1: Yeah, Pride were really trying to get the ball over the top to get their quicker attacking players to run onto it. This wasn't quite working for a lot of the first half. It got a bit better in the second. But I thought City, yes, you're, you're right about that, though. Miss City.
2: Oh, yeah, look... Um... Absolutely. It was a, like I said, it was a typical top, yeah. uh, cup tie where you know, it was very cagey at times. You know, no, neither team wanted to play to lose. And that, that penalty right at the end in stoppage time is what it just, it just set up you know, what was you know, a very, very entertaining second half.
0: Certainly. So there was a lot to talk about during this game. And afterwards, I had a chance to catch up with Sam Sibitara and uh, Bird. Jason Bird. No. Jason Bird. Sorry, I just had a complete mental blank there. So we spoke to those guys after the game. We're going to cut to that interview now. All right, joining us now we've got Birdie and Sam from Brisbane City. Birdie, are pretty happy with the win?
3: Very happy. Um, tough game. They're, they're quality side, as you saw at the end. Um, we had to dig deep at the end. But, um, yeah, it was good. Very happy. Sam? <laughs> Very
2: happy with the result, obviously, because we're through the next round. Uh, but yeah, as Bertie said, boys digging deep, 120% from every one of us, so everyone put in the effort and we got the result.
0: It looked like a really intense game. How was it down on the field? Yeah, if it looked
2: intense, it was intense on the field, <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, every, tackles flying everywhere, but it's a part of the game, you know, all sportsmanship at the end. As soon as we walk off the field, we're all mates, so
0: that's it. Good to get the result. And a uh, good uh, benchmark for you guys against the NPL leaders?
3: Yeah, I think, um, I don't think too many people would have backed us to get that scoreline, but um, <laughs> Yeah, that's that's football. Any night, um, that's FFA Cup for you. Anyone can beat anyone. So, feeling confident going into the next round? Yeah, definitely we are. Um, we feel confident now that we've beat a college side like that. I think, yeah, it's got to give you some sort of confidence. Yeah, of course. Give us anyone, we'll beat them. That's it. Yeah, beautiful. And uh, pretty happy with your keeper after the penalty save as well? Poor Jakey. What a save. I'd go f- between him and Kai Bolton, <laughs> man of the match. I think that penalty save is what turned us because if they got that, yeah, it could have been a different game
2: never knew he had it in him, to be honest. <laughs> <laughs> I think
3: he said, well, why don't our keepers say pens? So? <laughs> no, but
2: we're, we're proud of him, so it's good. Yeah.
3: <laughs> All
0: right, guys, thanks for joining us. Best of luck for the rest of the season. Too easy. Thank, easy. You. Thank you. So, obviously, a very happy pair there from Brisbane City. Weird, the audio cut out for a second. I can't remember what was said.
2: <laughs> we knew that repeat from last week.
0: <laughs> All right, so, yeah, obviously, very happy and very confident feeling Brisbane City pair there. You know, they've got to feel confident going forward about whoever they can get in the next round.
2: Well, this, is a, this was a high-stakes game. You know, like I said, City's league form hasn't been great and it's been sort of inconsistent. And, but I think for them, you know, going through, you know, to round 32, me and law, especially, you know, as far as, you know, the expansion bid goes to get their name, you know, back in the national spotlight.
0: Yeah, exactly. Well, there's two sides that really were trying to push themselves onto the national stage.
1: I think Western probably would have been a lot of people's thinking they would have been going very close to making the round of 32, if not actually getting there. So for City now, the draw opens up potentially for all sorts of possibilities. I think they're only two games away now as well. Yep. By my account, so yes. very close for them.
0: And there are still, like a, few, there are still a fair few good sides yep. in there. Obviously, you've got Strikers, you've got Olympic, you've got uh, Penn Power as well, who, even though they're in the second division, certainly can't be written off at the moment. Lowell, round
2: of 32. Not the way they're going. So.
0: Yeah. All right, so as we mentioned in the last segment, we've got some... Outside of Brisbane playoffs going on as well. You've got the Southern Regional update between Gold Coast and Southwest Queensland region playoff. Gold Coast Knights are going to play the winner of Southwest Queensland and USQFC. The Wide Bay region versus the Sunshine Coast region playoff. Doon Villa is going to play the winner of Caloundra and Sunshine Coast FC. So Caloundra. Yep. (laughs) should tell my parents I've got a local club up there. (laughs) So the winners of that will play each other with the winner of that going into the last 32. Any picks for that?
1: Uh, You're looking at Gold Coast Knights now. It's all four years of the Cup so far, it's been the Gold Coast Regional team who've qualified and I don't see any reason why that's going to change this year.
0: Fair enough. We've got the Northern Regional update. We've got NQ Regional playoffs, Southside Comets against Cairns FC and MA Olympic versus North Queensland United.
3: Yes.
2: The the inevitable... um... You know, all MPL tie, I think, a weight's there, and yeah. they'll be interesting. Um, Cairns have had the wood on, heat uh, North North as, as versus you know, what used to be Northern Fury, so it'd be interesting to see. But I think, um, North Queensland United are travelling a little bit better in the league yeah. at the moment, yes.
1: So, I hope North Queensland United get there, that's just my hope, yep. And the
0: Central Queensland Regional Playoffs, you've got. Mackay and Sundays Magpies Crusaders United FC against the Mackay Magpies, which is very confusing on the run sheet. (laughs) This is
1: going to be like Morton Bay, Albany Creek, isn't it? So A team versus B team.
0: I feel very sorry for whoever's going to be commentating this game, (laughs) because that is certainly not going to be confusing at all. And the winner of that plays Bluebirds United, and the winner of the North Queensland half will play the winner of the Central Queensland half for a spot in the last 32. If all that has just confused you, feel free to go online and look at the draw. <laughs> <laughs> just,
2: just, on, just on that, um, in, in the past, it usually was whoever won um, between in the North region normally get, gets through to the Round of 32. But I think if um, Magpie Crusaders, I think, in there, if, if they bring their league form, you know, they, they may be shot at the Round of 32
1: themselves. Did they they be, did beat Cairns last week up in, they did. in Cairns as yeah. well, so...
0: So certainly a lot of uh, intriguing ties to keep your eye on as the next month or so unfolds. I believe the final teams will be decided in early June. Early June, yeah, for
2: the draw. Uh, I think it's the end of June.
0: And then I think we'll probably be back for Season 3 of the Brisbane Football Review around about the time of the National Round of 32 stage. So it's a lot to look forward to. Anyway... I actually think that's going to do it from uh, Corporate Travel Management Stadium tonight. We were going to go for another segment, but we've run long for the last few weeks, so we'll keep it short and sweet tonight.
1: We'll save that for next week, eh? That and I also
0: have to be at work in under seven hours. (laughs) But yes, thank you everyone for listening. Thank you to Brisbane City for hosting us here. Uh, Make sure you check us out on Facebook. It is The Raw Review. Twitter is at Raw Review. Email is BrisbaneFootballReview at gmail.com. Leave a rating on iTunes or Wooshka where we've got our podcasts. And, yeah, any sort of feedback or questions you've
1: got for the show? Any uh, recruitment suggestions for next week? i recruitment suggestion. You're now in charge of plugs every week because that was smooth. <laughs> <laughs> Not bad considering I just made it up on the exactly, spot. Exactly, you're in.
0: All right, thanks everyone
1: for listening. Get out, enjoy the FFA
0: Cup this weekend. There's plenty of good football to get out and watch. And we'll be back next week for what I think is going to be our season finale. Yes. All right, we'll talk to you later.